We're at the Hurricanes now. We're at the uh, head seat with the CEO, Avon Lee, as we look uh, to today's signing of Geordie Barrett. He's sticking around with the Hurricanes for a few more years. Uh, Avon, welcome to the program. There's been a, a bit of conjecture around uh, the out clause that seems to have piqued the interest of a number of media outlets, suggesting that uh, he might disappear after a year. Can you allay the fears of the Hurricanes fan base that you've got Geordie for three years, or, or, or have you? I can, I can to a certain extent, Darcy. So, yeah, there is a bit of... Uh speculation and conjecture this morning. So we, we have signed Geordie for three years, but he does have the ability to uh, switch New Zealand super clubs during that time. It's uh, it's not the first time we've seen this kind of contract from New Zealand rugby or, or the agent, uh, but yeah, it is it is a little bit unique. And look, I won't lie, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be something we would choose. Um, we, you know, we, we're very happy to have have Geordie's signature for three years, but you know there is there is the chance that he, for whatever reason, may choose to move on during that during that time or after the first year anyway. Why would you sign a contract like that if you're a bit nervous about it? Is it something that he absolutely forced over the line? This was a must-have. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the player uh, signs a contract with New Zealand Rugby, and they they then are in effect seconded to the Super Team. So um, we don't. Yeah, we could certainly say no. We could say no. We don't want. We don't want those terms. The terms are agreed between the player and the, and his agent and New Zealand Rugby. So uh, I guess the risk of not not agreeing is the player doesn't come to the Hurricanes, or in a worst case scenario for New Zealand Rugby, he leaves New Zealand. So uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of demand for for All Blacks, particularly uh, in New Zealand, but but especially offshore. And yeah, currently, it's sort of a, I guess it's the player market at the moment, and there are there are elements to contracts that you wouldn't choose to sign. But I guess for, from our perspective, um, you know, locking Geordie in for one definite year is important, um, particularly off the back of Bowden moving on, and you know we're going to back ourselves to keep Geordie here for three years and provide the best environment we can for him like we do for all of our players. So, um, you know, I'm certainly treating it as a three-year contract, but, you know, we need to make sure that we don't take anything for granted and uh, ensure that Geordie's getting the best possible growth and um, abilities to become a starting All Black from the Hurricanes. And if he's got that, then, you know, we're obviously in with a good shout because that's this is where he lives and where his partner lives uh, and he enjoys our environment. So... It's, it just provides the player with flexibility. So I'm not saying anyone likes it, but we're prepared to, I guess, take that risk. So in essence, like you said that he signs with the with the with the union with with NZ mm-hmm. Rugby, and you're you're leaned on because he'd rather stay with the Hurricanes to put that clause in the contract. If you didn't, I think you touched on it before the fear that he'd leave New Zealand full stop, or you'd lose him to the Blues or to the Crusaders or something like that. Is that basically what you're faced with? Yeah, I mean that's um, that's it, and everybody will put their best foot forward in terms of of their offer, and some offers might be more than um, you know what we have we have tabled, and that's uh, that's absolutely what's happened in this case is we haven't put the biggest number on the table, but we have uh, put I guess other things on the table in terms of environment, culture, living in Wellington, uh, you know his partner obviously works in Wellington, so. It's not just all about money. Some people 
it's absolutely a primary driver. But if Geordie wanted to earn more money, he would have gone to another club. So, uh, you know, we've, we've obviously needed to put our best foot forward, but it's, a, it's an interesting process. And I think sometimes when you put more money on the table, it gives you more, uh, more control of the, of the contracting process. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it, it's absolutely something that the club and New Zealand rugby work hand-in-hand, hand, and New Zealand rugby are doing a fantastic job of retaining the top end of players in this country. It's, a, it's an extremely competitive marketplace with Japan and Europe uh, particularly driving incredible numbers for these players. So retaining them in, in the super clubs and in the all-black jersey is not easy, despite the fact that they all love playing for those teams. Uh, depending on where they are in their life, money, money, and opportunity is part of the mix. So it's just it's a, it's a challenging environment where we've all got to work really hard together to retain these guys. And, and from our perspective, we we weren't able to retain Bowden, which is which was disappointing. But at the end of the day, Bowden's made decisions in his best interests, and as he told us, not for rugby reasons. So you know. We respect that, and he's got choices to make, and we're, we're just as happy that Geordie has decided to stay here as well. So it's a complex environment, and it's moving all the time, and you can't you can't bury your head in the sand because if you do, you'll get you'll get left behind. Well, Evan, what can Evan Lee joins the CEO of the Hurricanes? What can you tell us about the way these guys are paid? Not necessarily their money, because you guys never tell us about that. But you said you could have tabled a, a much bigger offer, which would have put you in a more powerful position. But you've gone with this clause instead. I'm, I'm interested to know is how how the splitters, how much do New Zealand rugby, if he's essentially employed by them, how much do they put up? How much can you put up? How does how does that work as far as bidding? I suppose for players. Yeah, so there's a cap, there's a salary cap in Super Rugby. Uh, and each player can only be paid up to a certain amount within that cap. So that that tends to be it tends to keep talent spread across the country as a rule. So we've all got the same cap, and we've all got the same ability to spend. So you couldn't have 25 All Blacks in your squad because you couldn't afford to have 25 All Blacks. Um, the majority of the of the payment for All Blacks comes from New Zealand Rugby Union. Um, and then there is the ability to have what's called a player agreement, which is a, either a third-party payment, which is you know a, a corporate uh, putting putting something into the mix, or the club itself putting something on the table, or a combination of both. And when you're talking about the the top All Blacks, most clubs I think have between three and six uh, player agreements. So Bowden obviously falls into that category and we had a player agreement with Bowden and um, other clubs you know, were offering a player agreement as well. So it's, at the end of the day, it's economics and it comes down to what does the player want? Do they want to stay at the club or do they want to move or what have you? And they weigh up the money versus the opportunity versus how the team's going versus where they live or what their kids are doing, et cetera, et cetera. Like anybody would make a decision about whether they take a new job. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how the system works in New Zealand.
Evan Lee, when a situation where he mentions I want to play with my brothers, and I can understand the draw to do that, does that mean you guys might be uh, on the blood of the Crusaders and uh, maybe trying to swipe Scott? Because I mean, that, oh, that's been picked up by a lot of people. That they, the Bowden, mm. Bowden, the Barrett boys, I'm sorry, might get together again. Is that is that realistic? And from your end, is it something maybe you look at uh, pursuing? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's not unrealistic. Um, you know, we had a quiet word to Scott probably a year and a half ago. He was very happy in the Crusaders, so we left that where it was. I think um, I, I certainly never had the opportunity to play Super Rugby and not with my brothers either. So I don't, I can't, I can't explain what that's like. But clearly, it's attractive, you know, it's um, for them and and also for the fans of that team, I'm sure. So yeah, I, I think you'd be silly to discount it. But I know, you know, Scott's very happy at the Crusaders and. They they're doing it right down there. So you know, the person has to make a uh, a choice for themselves and their and their partner or their wife and um, children, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's not as simple as saying I'd like to play with my brothers um, because all three of the, bo- the boys are in different situations in their lives. They're different ages. Uh, some are just starting Super Rugby. Some are you know very mature senior All Blacks. So whether that will all align is another question, but clearly there's going to be speculation when when players say those kind of things or their contracts are up. You know, naturally that's going to be something that the media focus on all the fans. But at the end of the day, the player needs to agree, needs to be I don't know. They might not some of them might not have any interest in playing with their brothers. I don't I don't know that detail. But um Geordie certainly mentioned that I know Bodie enjoyed having Geordie here. So uh, comes down to individual choice, and like I said before, you, you've got to respect that. It's not it's not for us to make um, grandiose claims on on these guys, but we obviously want these players to stay with us. But if they front and they talk to us and they say, "Look, these are the reasons why I'm interested in, in whatever," then I respect that. Um, we might not like the answer, but I think being honest and upfront is a good start. And Evan, I believe you're flying off to uh, Auckland um, to today at some stage. Uh, are you after Redmond's job, are you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, do- I'm doing a little bit of a... I'm helping out some guys. Um, there's a, there's a uh, Pacific Challenge, Pacifica Challenge in Auckland on the 31st of August where the New Zealand Divisional 15 are playing Samoa and Fiji are playing Tonga. So I'm just helping um, a friend of mine with... He's the promoter for the game and I'm helping helping them with that around a little bit of you know local marketing and event knowledge. Um, all proceeds from the game are going back to the Pacific Islands uh, to those unions. So it's quite a cool concept, and I think it's a great way of New Zealand rugby people giving back to the Pacific Islands who've been so fantastic for rugby in this country. But look, Michael uh, Michael sent me an email this morning. He's a great guy. Um, it's sad to see him go, but to answer your question, mate, I'm very happy at the Hurricanes. You're happy in Wellington. You don't want Redmond's job. You want Tew's job, don't you? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Um, that's for other people to decide. But, um, mate, I I, uh, I really have enjoyed working with Michael. And, uh, he, you know, he's had a tough job with, you know, some of the things that are beyond his control up there. And um, I'm certainly going to miss him as a, as a colleague. Uh, but I, I do think the Blues under, under himself and um, Don McKinnon and, uh, you know the coaching staff—they're on the right track, and they've—they've they've now got themselves a really high-quality 
team to complement the guys they've got there already. So, you know, I think ironically, under Michael's watch, they've, they've, they've moved up in the world. So it's a shame he's, um, he's moving on. And on that, Avonlea, CEO of the Hurricanes, we thank you very much for your time. Talk again soon. Pleasure, mate.